To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, episode 142. The boys is back to do what we do best, and that's discuss sports. Man, I'm excited to be back here doing our thing. You know, sports season is heating up, man. There is a football game every day of the week if you're into college and NFL. You got hockey that started. We don't really cover that that much. WNBA finals, college football, NFL heating up. NBA start next week. Man, it, it's just a wonderful time to be a sports fan. Man, brothers, how y'all feeling tonight? Good, man. As we record this on a Tuesday night, man, I'm just excited, man. Excited after long days. We both work full-time jobs to get in here to talk sports, man. Like, I, I don't think the listeners know just how excited we are and how we just can't wait to get to these episodes to cover this and give the people what they want. Yeah, I mean, you already said it. I don't have to really say too much after that. Like you said, man, excited to get back into it. Always is a pleasure and opportunity to be able to share what we love to do with the world, essentially. And so uh, I always count it a blessing every time we get a chance to record. I'm excited about it each and every time. Um, And I'm not going to hold it, bro. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Well, 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 fellas, we got week six. We're entering week seven of the NFL season. This season is flying by. Who could believe it? Fantasy teams are suffering. We got dynasty teams tanking. We got redraft teams figuring out what deals they're going to make, what waiver wire picks they're going to do. You know, we're going to offer some insight on that. Uh, We got, you know, recap of week six. Of course, we're going to give you the action of the highlight of the games. And then we have, you know, of course, the waiver wire pickups in which you should pursue. You know, we dropped this strategically a little little late on tonight, you know, because we have some some uh <laughs> we have some league mates that listen to our podcast. So we kind of dropped this at midnight. So if they if they want to stay up till midnight and they know they got to go to work in the morning, got to wake up early, then so be it. But we'll get to that as well. Uh, But, you know, let's just start off with a recap of week five. Um, I mean, I, I guess I'll kick it off course i mean week six. Oh my goodness i did it i don't know what it is about week five <laughs> bro you just know. wanted to be week five for the whole <laughs> week season five special <laughs> <to> <laughs> me, week five is special to me but week six um my saints coming off a loss against the houston texans uh i mean i'm so frustrated i don't know what to say anymore at this point i'm, I'm sounding like a mocking a mocking bird i think this is sounding like a recording Get Pete Carmichael the hell out of New Orleans. 
I mean, I'm all about that. I'm willing to start the petition. I know that Saints listeners that listen to this podcast would agree with me. When I seen this man, I, I get it. You know, Alvin Kamara is explosive and special. When I seen this man run the ball six times in a row after Alvin Kamara's only getting – okay, he got the first down the first time. He got it the second time, and then you just keep running it four more times until you fourth down. We had an opportunity – we at least had an opportunity to win the game. We have at least 40 seconds on the clock with two timeouts, and we take four shots 40 yards out towards the end zone instead of maybe taking one shot inside the lines and calling that timeout in order to put us in a better position to, to be able to throw a touchdown or create a touchdown play. I don't think that that is more apparent, and I think that anybody that would, would argue with me that the Saints – needs a di- different offensive scheme. I don't know what else to say. You know, I saw some Saints fans saying that, okay, we need a new quarterback. I'm like, Derek Carr can only do what he's told to do. And honestly, I can't properly evaluate Derek Carr until we get some proper play calling to evaluate him. I think the only thing that we're getting right now is the usage of Al Kamara, which we failed to do last year. But I'm I'm tired of P. Carmichael, man, and I'm at the point where this might be my last week talking about the Saints, man. I'm I'm just aggravated right now. I'll just say I will not complain if you don't talk about the Saints the rest of the year. <laughs> 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 but no, man, I, I'm with you, man. I, I mean, yeah. let's give the Texans some credit here, man. Let's give the Texans some credit here. I know you you don't. Believe I knew you was gonna take up. that perspective. <laughs> I know I know you don't believe in giving the other team some credit when your team loses. It's always the Saints that didn't do enough. But the Texans are a rising team. That Stroud looks good, right? Their running game is non-existent. To say their running game is non-existent and Stroud is really carrying that team defensively, man. That guy got him. He I, I can't even think of his name right now. D'Amico uh, Ryan's. D'Amico oh, Ryan's. Thank you, Ramon. Yes, he he has them guys playing hard for him. You know, there's going to be one of those teams that kind of remind me of the Jaguars last year, right, where they kind of started showing those flashes, right, that they can be a team that can be really respected in the league again. Um, well, I don't know if the Texans ever been respected, but they, they seem like they are finally starting to turn, right? Maybe this is not their year. It's kind of like the Lions last year, right? They show those flashes or whatever, maybe just miss the playoffs and then next year really being a year adding some key pieces. So I like what the Texans are doing. I think the Texans put a good, put a good, I mean, it's not really hard to stop the Saints offense, but I think they really did a good job against the Saints. Yeah. I mean, I honestly really don't have much to add to that. Y'all basically gave my takes on the situation. Uh, I'm going to just say straight up though. I don't really appreciate Los shouting out any of my division rivals or division mates like that. So uh, I don't take too uh, kindly to that of, of talking about the Texans and also mentioning the Jags as well. Uh, I don't know if any of that is a little strategic uh, or any of that sort, but uh, y'all gave my takes, man. Uh, I get on the soapbox as well, talking about the Saints play calling and do have respect, obviously, for the Texans organization. I'm kidding with all of that. Y'all know I CJ Stroud was my QB1 in this draft. I've been a CJ Stroud guy for a while. Uh, I think he's really showing everybody what he's truly about. So, yeah, I mean, I, I will say this: the only bright spot is that we ended his record, uh, 192 uh, attempt passing attempts without an interception. We ended that, but of course, in in Saints fashion, the you know he caught the pick and then he fumbled on that same pick and gave the ball back to him. But at least we ended the streak, right? 
But anyway, week six, we'll get to it. Week six, we are here to recap everything week six. A bunch of injuries happened. We'll get to that in a second. But how do you guys feel about your teams this past week? I mean, my team played a Cardinals team right now who I think are playing hard, but a team that I would say is probably tanking, right? Um, And they did what they were supposed to do. They started off a little rocky against um, them first half. They just wouldn't run the ball. It was was really frustrating, you know, and Sean McVay has this history of not running the ball and getting a little pass happy. Um, even when he he we seen in games this year in prime time when he's lose office alignment and he continues to sit back and throw the ball, you know, and it's just like run the ball, right? You know, our our team, our offense goes when the ball is ran. Then that sets up these play actions that gives Cooper Cup and Puka these chances to take these shots down the field and Tutu Atwell as well. Uh, so you know, um, I think we came out the second half and ran the ball nine straight times. Nine straight times, which, you know, one of those was a uh, the last one, again, was a uh, designed uh, uh, it was a called a pass play. But he, Stafford ended up taking off for a run, you know, but nine straight times. We really set the tone to let them know, OK, let's stop playing around. Let's run this ball. And it ended with a Cooper Cup touchdown. So, you know, again, my team played well. They did what they're supposed to. Not really excited about beating the Cardinals as a team that we've beaten on, you know, the last few years. But. Um, we got the Steelers coming up. We'll see what we made of. Um, I I was gonna say we probably could just move to the next segment. Uh, I don't really think we need to cover my team too much, honestly. <laughs> Major injury though. Major injury. Yeah. Anthony Richardson for the Colts right. went down. Uh, it was announced that he he'd have season-ending surgery. I mean, how it's, you feeling right now? Yeah. So so I mean, it's still. They still obviously considering is basically saying that it's pretty much 99% there uh, of a probability, but uh, it seems like he's going to be finished for the season. Uh, so honestly, if I'm just being frank on this podcast right now, I'm kind of in tank mode, to be honest. Uh, I think when I look at the future of our franchise and the trajectory, uh, I think it's better to go get a top pick. Uh, pair that with Anthony Richardson. You still have, of course, you re-up Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so you have that contract in place. You still have to figure out what you're going to do uh, with Michael Pittman from a long term standpoint. Um, so I, I'm just I'm just being honest, man. Uh, like I saw uh, a tweet this Sunday saying pretty much that Gardner Minshew, he is an excellent relief pitcher, but he's not a starting type of guy. Um, and so you've seen him be able to come in. And OK, if Anthony Richardson goes down in the game, he comes and provides something different that obviously teams have not game planned for. Uh, but when a team actually has that opportunity to realize that, hey, he's going to be the guy, um, he's not that guy. Uh, so I think that – oh, you were saying something else? No, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I just had a question to ask you. Yeah. So, so you know, he's not that guy. Obviously, we were playing a, a, a tough opponent in the Jacksonville Jaguars, and things just went downhill after we took that 3-0 lead in the first quarter, it just went downhill from there really quickly. Uh, we saw, obviously, what Travis Etienne was able to do in the running game, which is what he's been doing all season. Uh, one of my biggest blunders from a fantasy football standpoint of uh, skipping over him and not grabbing him in the fantasy football draft. But honestly, as it pertains to my Colts, I just really am kind of maybe finding myself in that place where I think long-term trajectory, like us being mediocre in this season, I'm just not that type of guy. 
that I just want mediocrity that's not going to really lead too much. And our ceiling is capped when we don't have Anthony Richardson at quarterback. So to me, you might as well stink it up, get you a top 10 pick or so, uh, and then look towards the future. And hopefully Anthony Richardson can stay healthy in the future. Yeah, my follow-up question to you was, I mean, we, we talked about the Anthony Richardson injury, right? Him possibly being out for the year. That puts you in a situation where now you're going to go into the draft next year with a possible top 10 pick. You know, you in that situation, let's say you get the eighth, seventh pick, right? You in that situation, you got guys like Drake coming out, Drake May. You got guys like, obviously, you probably won't get your hands on Caleb Williams, who's yeah. probably going number one. But you also have LSU quarterback. Jaden right? Daniels. Yeah. Daniels, right? You got Shador possibly coming out. You have all these named Penix coming out, right? You in that situation, you really, all you seen was a little bit of Anthony Richardson. What we've seen, we know what we've seen with Anthony Richardson right now. And the same thing we'll know come draft day. Do you pull a trigger on one of those guys or do you go elsewhere? Uh, No. Only guy I'd be willing to pull a trigger on is Caleb Williams. Uh, Besides that, uh, I'm sticking with what we have right now in Anthony Richardson, and I'm looking to just continue to build around that. You already have the stable running game at this point. You have, obviously, Michael Pittman and what he can do. Uh, we've seen the development and the growth of Josh Downs even already, and I think that you take uh, essentially what you see around the league and build it around that young quarterback, giving him the established weapons um, and looking to the future. So, yeah, does it concern me a little bit that throughout the course of this season already there's been, you know, injuries almost every game for him and an injury that's going to take him out for the rest of the year? Do I have a level of concern? Uh, I do, but I don't think it's time to uh, completely abandon the ship and go in a different direction. I think he still is the guy for our future, and you look to build around him. Hey, that was a good question. I was interested. I was thinking that. I was like, man, I was like, but – you get a guy like Marvison Harrison Jr. play for his pops team. That would be amazing, amazing story right there. That's what all Coast uh, fans want. Exactly, man. So week six, uh, recap. You know we had a a big game last night, right? The Chargers and the and the Dallas Cowboys. What did you think of Dak's performance, and what did you think of the Cowboys as a whole? Did it tell you more about what type of team they are? Or did you learn more about what the charges are? And then I was impressed. I'll say this. I mean, I don't care. Throwing hand, no throwing hand. But to play with a broken, like, broken fingers and Justin Herbert, that was impressive. And, and you know, he almost led his team to a dub right there. I don't know what to think of the Cowboys. Um, I mean, the the I think these are two – these were two teams that have been inconsistent, you know, and that's been the last couple years, right? And so I don't have much to think of, really think about with them. You know, um, I think it was a good win. I'll give them respect to that. But um, I really don't take this and say, okay, now they're contenders because the Chargers, again, has been an inconsistent team. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that is what the Cowboys needed, them heading into a bye week. Uh, can you imagine if they would have had when, you know, been dismantled uh, by the 49ers and then followed that up with a loss in Monday night football, how things would have just completely seemed like they were unraveling heading into a bye week. So I think that is what they needed. I think that it was a solid win. Did it overly impress me? Uh, I don't think either team really overly impressed me. I mean, like you said, hats off to Justin Herbert playing 
with that injury. Uh, but obviously you can see, man, he missed some big time throws uh, in that game. He missed definitely Keenan Allen a couple of times. Uh, he even had a time or two where he kind of missed going to Austin Eckler. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that it was a okay, solid performance uh, each way, but it's one of those, you know, it's, it's not easy to get any win in the NFL. And so when you can go on the road and in some kind of way, right the ship and uh, Dak played definitely uh, much better in this game. I think it is something that still gives the Cowboys kind of a little bit of momentum going forward and puts them in a better spot. But neither team overly impressed me either way. Yeah, I mean, my overall take, I mean, I mean, I was surprised at the Chargers. I mean, this game was was uh, projected. The, the sports books had it at 52 points uh, total. So, I mean, to see, you know, them not come any anywhere near that was pretty impressive. And I mean, I th- think the Chargers cleaned up a lot on defense as, you know, throughout these through the first six through the first five weeks, we've saw that their defense is not that good. But, you know, Monday night was we showed. I mean, Dallas has a pretty good offense. Uh, CD Lamb still was able to get loose. Um, I'm continuous. I'm continuously impressed with him. Uh, but at the end of the day, they was able to bottle up Tony Pollard. So, um, I mean, what it tells me about Dallas, I mean, you need gritty wins like this. I mean, you can't go through games uh, blowing out folks. Uh, after coming off of a probably a disappointing week playing uh, the 49ers, I thought that they, they really came out pretty strong. Um, so, I mean, the verdict is still out for Dallas. I think they're a really good team. Um, I think if they can stay healthy, they'll be there. I think the question mark mainly is with Dak. I still haven't been impressed with him too much. Um, so we'll see what, what happens going forward. Um, but I think it would be amiss if we didn't discuss in our week six uh, recap is the upset, the upset of the week, right? Uh, you had the 49ers lose to, yeah, two of them. Yeah, you had the 49ers lose to the, to the Browns, and then you had – uh, the Jets uh, beating the Eagles this past week. I mean, we could start off probably with the 49ers. And, I mean, I, let's, you know, the 49ers, okay, whatever. We'll talk about that later because they had some injuries and we'll get to our injury segment. But I think the the one that shocked me was the Jets versus, um, you know, the uh, Eagles. The Jets versus the Eagles. So, I mean, what, what did y'all think make of that? Um, I think that there's the biggest story out of this. I really, I, I think it's time to have this discussion uh, um, uh, about uh, Jalen Hurts. And 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 you, he hasn't played well. We're a month and, month and a half into the season. He hasn't played well all year. He's He's been up and down, I would say. Um, but, I mean, in a game like that, you would expect, you know, the Eagles to roll here. And not to take away credit from the Jets defense because they play very well, but I mean, what did you guys make of that matchup this past weekend? I know I lost money on it, and I'm sure a lot, the majority of America lost money on it. But you know, what did y'all make make of that matchup? Yeah, I mean, I think you 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 said it. I think I think one thing about I am just drawing blank on coaches' names and names today, but the Jets head coach Robert Sala, yes, Sala, Sala is. Uh, he got those guys humming over there, right? And I just think they really had a good game plan against Jalen Hurts. They kept him bottled up all game. They kept it close, right? The defense was never an issue for the Jets. And they've given every quarterback they played fits this year, right? All the way down to when they played the Chiefs, right? That was even a game this year. Um, and so I would just – when I think about this, 
you know, um, we were looking at this team as possibly being a top four team before the Aaron Rodgers injury, right? They just needed some offense to kind of bring that defense to 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 go with that defense, right? And so I think right now their team, they're finding their stride, they're finding their players they want to play. Um, you know, they're getting Brees Hall healthy right on the other side. He's breaking long runs. We've seen him do that in his rookie year. We've seen him do that this year. Um, and I think um I think the quarterback, right? The Jets quarterback is is, is <laughs> Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, my God. I told you guys, it's been a long day. <laughs> it's all, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> oh, my God. But Zach Wilson, he's he's starting to look serviceable. Not great, right? But he's starting to look ser- serviceable. He's doing enough to get his team in field goal range. He's doing enough to, uh, you know, get some points on the board so that defense doesn't feel like he has to carry the team. And it was only a matter of time to they really, I think, really had a chance to upset a team. They almost did it to the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, like you said, I mean, hats off to the Jets. Obviously, that defense is tough. But, you know, kind of getting into it, as you were mentioning, Jalen Hurts kind of really to lead it off. Um, you know, I think that when you look from just typically a fantasy football standpoint, He's had a good season from that regard. But when you really begin to dissect it from actual football games, you know, it's been pretty mediocre, especially in the passing game. Obviously, we know what he brings in the rushing attack. We know what the brotherly shove brings, all that good stuff like that. Uh, But when you look at it from a passing standpoint, a touchdown to interception ratio is one to one right now. He has seven passing touchdowns to seven interceptions. Um, so obviously, you know, after you see the way that he performed last year and us feeling that all feeling that really he took that step forward, um, you're really kind of seeing a little bit of, of a regression there. Uh, I don't know if something has to do with um, with my guy now, uh, Shane Steichen uh, being an indie. I don't know if that, you know, brings a little bit of it or you got to kind of mention that as part of the regression. But it's obvious that something is there because all of the weapons are there around him. I do, you know, know that Devontae Smith even admitted that he had some issues with drops this weekend. So it wasn't 100 percent on Jalen. But obviously there's been some regression there that has to be spoken about. Yeah, I mean, I work with some Eagles fans, you know, I'm up north now. And the interesting part about it, and I will say this and I will give them credit, is that they called this last year. And, you know, the success that Jalen Hurts had last year, they weren't sold. And I'm like, are you really kidding me? Like, this guy's really, you know, he's leading you to the playoffs. He's doing these great things to you, for you. And they was like, I'm, I'm just not sold. And, you know, it's interesting now because when I have those conversations with my coworkers now, they're like, you know, look, you know, this is what we saw, you know. And I think a lot can be the hidden, I think, mediocre quarterback play can be hidden when you're winning and you know a loss like against the Jets which not again their defense and you imagine we've said this before all three of us have said this if you you added Aaron Rodgers and they're a quarterback away from being a true Super Bowl contender their defense is for real and you know I'm not to take away anything away away from them but again Jalen you know he left a lot to be desired this past week um but, yeah, again, you know, as we move forward, you know, we, we're getting into in major injuries this week. Uh, I know my fantasy team took a hit. It's a big bye week as we enter into 
Uh, a lot of major players are on buys this week, and then you add injuries on top of it. It's just not fun. Uh, but we'll dissect all of that right now. Uh, we'll start off with with just just some major injuries here. We mentioned Anthony Richardson, but we saw Christian McCaffrey go down this past week, and I think we kind of knew this, and I had a sense of that. I don't never wish on a man to get injured, but just his usage rate in Shanahan. And he was the motive of that offense. I mean, I thought it was only a matter of time, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, when you have, like you said, that usage. And with Christian McCaffrey, with him having – he definitely has an injury history. I think that sometimes it's played up a little bit more than what it has been. But we do know uh, you had those kind of two consecutive seasons where he missed extensive time. Um, now there still are, you know, they still are hopeful for him going forward and not thinking that this is going to be anything long-term. Uh, I even saw reports that are saying that it's still possible that he may be able to go for Monday night football. Uh, so that tells me that, you know, he may be out a week, probably at the most a week or two, if you already are kind of optimistic of the upcoming week, but you know, it's one of those things to monitor in the long run. And you might want to consider definitely from a fantasy standpoint, at least stashing, you know, a backup or so of his. Yeah, I mean, it's the oblique injury, right? It's that the cartilage injury that he has. So it's that injury is just a, a lot of times a pain management injury, right? This is definitely not a long term thing. So um, when you look at that, it's it, you got to make those decisions, right? It's. You know, I would say a week and then he like you say, he plays Monday night. So he gets an extra day of rest, you know, from Sunday. So um, I would say he's probably going to miss one week. You know, they'll rest him up. There's no need to really rush him back. There's no need. That's their prize. That's their prize. That's their engine. Like you mentioned, that's their everything. There's no need to rush him back. They have capable backs to do enough to win them one week. Yep. And then we saw Chicago as we flip to Justin Fields, who. He seemed to he was getting his footing, and he even was playing pretty decent before he went down. Uh, but then Justin Fields went down with a hand injury. Um, I think that this has more fantasy implications than it does for Chicago, which is a struggling team. But as you look at Justin Fields and his injury, what do y'all think about the outlook of that? I mean, um, he's doubtful right now going into next week, right? And so you, I think he's. it's safe to say he's going to miss a week. They said he tried to come back to the game. It was a dislocated thumb. Um, they popped it back in place, but he just could not grip the ball uh, going forward. So um, it's all – I think they're going to play it week by week to see when he can get that strength back into that thumb to be able to grip, right? So much of gripping the ball and throwing the ball is dealing with, obviously, your thumb. So – um, I think that's a week-to-week thing. I would say two weeks max for him. That would be my guess. I'm not a doctor, though, but um, that would be my guess. Yeah, he, he covered. Yeah, man, so we got Trevor Lawrence, who is playing the Thursday night football, which we get to our Thursday night prognostication. Uh, Trevor Lawrence went down with a knee injury, and he's listed as day-to-day. Uh, I think here as a Saints fan, I'm hoping that he um, – maybe takes a week off and get back right because we want him right for Jacksonville, right? Uh, but what do y'all see, uh, Trevor Lawrence? Do you think the Jaguars can function without him? Uh, I I don't really think that they will function well without Trevor Lawrence. Now, he has struggled a little bit this season, just uh, being kind of honest based upon the expectations that were there and all the weapons that are surrounding him. Uh, but I think they need a guy in Trevor Lawrence. I don't really think that um, – that things will bode well for them without him. 
Uh, but I do think that it's going to be short term just because it's already up in the air about Thursday anyway. Uh, so at most, he's another guy that you will see probably out maybe maximum a week. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I'd agree. And then we got Jimmy G went down with a back injury. It seemed like he got sent to the hospital. I don't know if this dramatic, but it seems pretty serious here. The Raiders, I mean, Las Vegas, is, they, you know, they can't really catch a break. They had the celebratory event when they were able to get Devontae, but it seems like nothing has went right since. Yeah. Um, if Jimmy G has just been a guy, I mean, I was talking to a Raiders fan in the office, huge Raiders fan, like die hard. And he, he's been telling me all year. He was like, yeah, well, hopefully we can get four or five games out of him before you get hurt. And, I mean, sure enough, here we are, four or five games into the season, he he got hurt. Um, he's just been a guy that's been hurt all his career and inconsistent his whole career. So um, this really doesn't surprise me. I just – I wish they would give the keys over to Aiden O'Connell. You know, I think he's a young, talented quarterback that probably needs a chance. This is a team – I think when – I think they don't want to go to that move because that signals maybe – um, a rebuild somewhat right but I think that what he showed in the preseason um, he deserves a chance over a Brian Hoyer he was a guy that's a journeyman that's not going to be your future like what are we doing here why is Brian Hoyer starting games for you so would you call him a jag just a guy oh absolutely he's just a connect guy he's a patriot guy no I mean oh well we ain't gonna get into that <laughs> yeah. I already know where you went with that that just oh my goodness <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Steve Smith, man, you got to stop, man. You got to stop. Uh, So we got Debo Samuel went down, of course, to San Francisco. For the Niners, not only did they lose in an upset, right, they lost two key players. As we talked about Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Uh, Lowe's and, and I have had plenty of conversations with each other about Debo Samuel's health. It didn't seem like, you know, he had some knee issues throughout the year so far. Now he's went down with a shoulder injury. Um, Debo, what, what's this effect on the 49ers? Uh, do y'all feel as though as long as he's down, the 49ers don't have a shot next week? I, I mean, again, I, we, I talked about this. I, I think when I finally admitted that, oh, my God. <laughs> Brock Purdy. <laughs> Brock Purdy. When I finally admitted that Brock <laughs> Purdy when I, uh, is a good quarterback, he comes in and shows that he needs these superstars around him to carry him to do well, right? He struggled, right? He struggled when his his super, superstar running back went down, when Debo went down. That team is a whole different team, right? Again, they're granted, they're good players, but Brock Purdy is not a guy that's going to carry you. He is just a point guard. He's going to a guy that's going to be able to distribute the ball nicely, make the right decision, pretty much a, uh, a glorified game manager, so, again, I, if those guys are down, I look to see them be in a battle. You know, I look to see them be in a battle no matter who they play because they need that star power. They need that yards after catch. Those two guys are do do that the best in the league, in McCaffrey and Debo. Yeah, and um, honestly, if I'm the 49ers at this point, I do consider, you know, just giving them at least this week to try to kind of shake back a little bit. I mean, you do have the Vikings that you're playing uh, so like you said, you could still be in a battle as it pertains to that still could be a tough game, but I think if there's kind of any game or any opponent at this point that maybe you can give your guys a little bit of a break or breather, it would be this week, but I think they need both of those guys long-term. They need Debo to be healthy. So to me, be a little bit of, ca- be a little cautious with both of those guys. And when it, as they say, when it rains, it pours, right? So the 49ers lost Christian McCaffrey. They lost Debo Samuel. And then he lost Trent Williams to an anchor injury. So we'll see how that 
bodes for that squad. The last one I will go for because that hurt my heart, right? David Montgomery. David Montgomery went down again with a rib injury of all odds. The most healthiest running back up until last year, up until his five, six-year career. And it just seems like this year he can't get right. David Montgomery down with a rib injury. What are you guys' thoughts on the Lions' outlook, who, by the way, has the second-best record in the NFL? Yeah, yeah, I think we talked about it, man. The Lions are for real, man. The Lions are for real. But, I, I mean, I look at it. We look at Gibbs, right, who took over that backfield when he was hurt early this year. A guy that Ramon just traded away in our, one of our leagues. So I will see. <laughs> I knew you. They don't got do nothing to do with this, but you, I just thought I, knew you were I should mention. Just thought I should mention, but <laughs> I, I'll see. Gibbs is a guy that's going to step in. They gave him the full workload, which we looked at Gibbs as a um, third down back, right? We looked at him as a back that well, it's more of a pass catching at. But they were running dive plays with Gibbs, right, between the tackles. He was the full workload guy the last time Montgomery was hurt. I don't know if they do that because Gibbs is still coming off an injury himself who's missed the last two games. Uh, uh, Craig Reynolds is a name to think about, though. Craig Reynolds, he may step in. He played well this past week. Yeah, and I think that, honestly, you've seen that offense thrive kind of no matter what pieces have been in there throughout this season. When David Montgomery went down, they were just fine. And when Gibbs went down, they were just fine. You know, they're just getting Jamison Williams uh, back. So I think that they're an offense. Who scored that kinda, a touchdown. This yeah, right. So I think that they're kind of an offense at this point that's a little plug and play. I mean, they made Jamal Williams look great in that offense last year. So uh, I think that they're just kind of plug and play at this point. So they'll be fine, honestly, for whatever period of time it takes with David Montgomery. I think that I'm hurting more right now than the Lions are hurting from losing them. <laughs> I will correct myself. They don't have the second best. They tied for the for the best record in the NFL. So that that's worth being noted there. Uh, Ramon, what happened with that? What were you like? Why are you so hurt? Huh? You talking about David Montgomery or you talking about Gibbs? Which one? Both of them. <laughs> Both of. Them. I mean, obviously David Montgomery, because I mean, uh, obviously I've in that league had Saquon and Eckler out for so long. And then finally, once I get both of those guys, then I got to deal with David Montgomery and uh, Kyron Williams being out for a little bit of time. So team just can't get right there. And Gibbs was just kind of one of those guys that I thought I saw the writing on the wall, obviously, with David Montgomery being the featured running back there. So I was trying to go ahead and move off of Gibbs before I had no chance to move off of him. And now David Montgomery gets hurt right after that to make Gibbs a guy that probably could thrive on my team. So. It's a give or take. It's a give or take game with fantasy, man. You never know. Uh, we'll transfer. Uh, we'll transition into fantasy, right? We got waiver pickups. A lot of injuries implicated. They have a lot of reasoning behind it. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into that right now. Into week seven, as we go into week seven, waivers go online for most leagues at three o'clock. Three o'clock in the morning uh, tomorrow. So we'll try to give you that insight. This won't drop till midnight. So, you know, strategic, you know, competitiveness edge. But, you know, we're going to go through it. Which guys do you think should be picked up and worth rostering? You know, let's go around round table. Just pick one by one. We'll go around if until we don't have any more prospects. But, you know, who who do you have your eyes on as far as a beneficial person to pick up on your team to win week seven? Yeah, one of the injuries we didn't really talk about was Kyron Williams for the Rams, right? How long is that injury? 
Um, right now, it's looking like a week-long injury. Um, after the game, he didn't have a boot on. Um, he was in great spirits. Usually when guys are hurt after a game, they don't interview with the the media. Um, and so, um, yeah, I'll just say Kyron Williams. And so the fallout of that, you know, really going into um, Zach Evans, um, Royce Freeman, those type of guys. Yeah, that's a good one, Los, man. Kyron Williams, you know, I picked him up on waivers, obviously, but you know, to see him go down for a week, I was held my breath. Um, I talked to you about this earlier. Y'all refused to run the ball in the first half, and he just exploded in the second half. So to see him go down like that, I think he's currently sitting as as the fourth number four running back in PPR league. So, I mean, he's it's a huge impact. So it's, it's good news that he'll only be out a week, hopefully, with no implications. But as we get into waiver talk, you mentioned it, the guys that replace him. Uh, Ramon, who do you have your eyes on on this waiver pickup? Uh, so I would say a guy that I do think that at this point, you know, if you haven't already gotten him, you would typically view it as too late, uh, be viewed as too late. But he still is available in over 55 percent of leagues out there. Um, and that's Kareem Hunt. You know, he's a guy that definitely went off waivers weeks yeah. ago in our league. Uh, pretty much as soon as he got signed, obviously our league jumped straight on that. But like I said, he's in, available in over half of leagues out there. Uh, you saw that split, uh, you know, this weekend with him in the backfield. You saw the way he was able to uh, contribute alongside of Jerome Ford, uh, have pretty much his most productive week of the season. He's obviously working his way back into you know, plan, you know, shape, all that good stuff like that. So I think that if he's a guy that's not rostered in your league at this point, he's definitely someone that you need to pick up and grab because you're not just putting him in the place of one of these guys like a Kyron Williams that's out temporarily or so. He's a guy, too, that you may be able to play kind of week to week so he can feel this initial void while you may have an injury but still could be a flex play going forward, too. Hey, that's a good pick, man. I mean, I look at week seven. Uh, just some notable running backs that will be on a buy. So we know you're hurting right now. And these could help. These replacements could help you on the waiver. You got Tony Pollard to lead things off. Derrick Henry, Brees Hall, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, Tajay Spears, and Chuba Hubbard, who had a good week this past week. So uh, some notable running backs on uh, a buy this week. So um, this could add some context to, what we're trying to do and help you, um, a guy that I have my eyes on uh, just considering injury and everything that went on this past week uh, could potentially help you when you're when you're dealing with um, guys on by. I know I lost David Montgomery and I lost Kyron Williams. So, of course, I'm running back hungry and a guy that I'm looking at. I'm looking at the backfield of the San Francisco 49ers who lost Christian McCaffrey, who we don't expect him to play this week. I know that he has an extra day to prepare. Um, but like Los mentioned earlier, it's no reason to rush him back. So I know that guys are torn. I mean, right, where do you go? Jordan Mason or Elijah Mitchell, right? And I'm here to tell you that it's a crapshoot. I don't know. I mean, I know Jordan Mason came in and he did a good job. Uh, we got Elijah Mitchell who's come off of a of a injury himself this week. Uh, so next week we, we expect him to be – maybe for them to give him some more usage. Um, but we know that Elijah Mitchell traditionally has been injured throughout his career. Uh, but then we're looking at a guy in a Troy Sermon who was drafted in the third round by the 49ers. And then they put a guy who they drafted in the sixth round, Elijah Mitchell, to take over the backfield. 
So we don't know what Coach Shanahan has up his sleeve. Uh, so, but I think that ultimately, um, won't won't you take a shot if you're hurting that running back? Uh, pick up Jordan Mason, Elijah Mitchell if they're still available in your league. Uh, but I'm not guaranteeing that that they will be the guy. But I think it's worth a shot if you're desperate enough. Yeah, I mean, looking at that backfield, man, it's just you they could split it right for a week and both do okay. And then they give it away to McCaffrey. You know, if you're in a league that pays fab, or if you have a number one order, number one waiver order, you know, it's it's a weird week, right? Because all these guys feel like rentals, right? All these guys feel like rental. How much of my fab I'm gonna blow? Am I gonna use my number one or number two waiver order? For a guy that's going to give me a spot start, you know, maybe it start me for a week. I think it all depends on your record, right? Do you need a win? Do you absolutely need a win? You know, it's a, wins are valuable, right? Especially if you're in a close league, close bunch league. It all depends on your league. Do you use that waiver order for that? And this goes for the future. A lot of you guys may catch this after their waiver is clear, but this goes for the future. You When you're making these decisions, how you make these decisions based on your record? How do you make these decisions based on long-term? But for me, myself, I'm not using a number one waiver order on these guys this week because again, it's so short term, right? You know, a, a guy that's five and one and four and two in a, in, in our leagues, I, I'm I'm looking for something special at this point. You know, I'm looking for something that's going to be long term. I'm looking for something that's going to put the nail in the coffin to secure my championship. Um, and I don't know if these guys do it um, this week. And I'll let somebody else use their fab on these guys, and then they're probably going to drop them in two or three weeks if we're being honest. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100% with you. Um, definitely, you know, I, I think that some might feel that their back is up against the wall and they just got to kind of scrap and claw and get somebody to just, you know, get them a win or get them kind of with that positive momentum. So I think if you do potentially find yourself in that place where your back is up against the wall, maybe you have a little bit more of a, you know, a focus of going there. But definitely if your team is kind of in a good spot and you just need to either struggle through a bye week situation or struggle through an injury or so that you have, definitely I, I wouldn't blow that because you just never know what's going to come down the line where you can look back and say, man, if I would have had just a little bit more fab left, or you know off top, especially in our league, because we typically drop the bag if there's a big time <laughs> free agent or waiver Lose, wire pickup. Lose drop the bag, bro. <laughs> we drop the bag. normally drop the bag in the league. So, you know, you will probably be sitting there knowing that it's no point in even getting into this because I'm definitely not going to have a bag to get it. But it's, it's definitely just an interesting week, and it's probably a tough week for you if you have gotten off to a slow start in your league because you really feel your back is up against the wall right now. Yeah, I got another one for you guys. Rashi Rice out of uh, Kansas City. I know that the Kansas City Chiefs, I know that I know Mahomes spread it around. I mean, most games he hit at least eight different receivers every game. And you really can't calculate uh, who's going to get it outside of Kelsey. Um, but, I mean, I, I look at Rashi Rice, man. He He's he's averaging about five targets a game. That's good enough for me. We know, know that he's a talent. You know, he's 6'2", to 103 pounds. I mean, he just finds a way to be relevant in fantasy. He's putting up – he put up 13 last week. He put up 11 this past week. So, I mean, that's serviceable. If you're looking for a little flex play for this week and he's out there, go grab him. But the thing is, is that that's a future pick. It's like kind of like most mentioned is that you don't want a guy that's going to be a rental. But I, I really expect Rasheed Rice to really – uh, take charge of this uh, wide receiver core because nobody has stepped up. They have uh, Scantling over there. 
They have Kadarius Tony over there. But it seems like Rasheed Rice is the guy they're talking in the red zone. And it seems like the most regular, um, the most relevant receiver outside of Kelsey on that squad. So if you're able to get Rasheed Rice and he's available in your league, I definitely take advantage of that. No, I think that that's a really good pickup. Definitely, like you said, a sustainable flex play uh, going forward, you know, in your league. So definitely think that that's a really solid pickup. And then one I would say as well, shared it weeks ago, uh, but obviously we know tight end is a position that teams routinely struggle with. Um, And I mentioned the name weeks ago, and he still has been producing. He's actually a tight end nine on this season, and that's Jonu Smith. You know, I know that it's not the attractive name, We've seen Kyle Pitts actually string together some solid performances recently. Um, but, you know, John o. Smith has just been a solid play week in and week out. He's getting you double-digit points at the tight end position, which is pretty much gold. If you don't have one of those top two to three guys, if you're getting double digits from the tight end position, that's something that's big time for your roster. So if he's still out there, I think that he's somebody that you can still go out and grab and kind of potentially stash. Um, but he's been a serviceable tight end week in and week out. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, my 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 last one I would say is Kendrick Bourne. Right, that was a, a Patriots receiving core that was just diminished. That was just killed this past week. And uh, Kendrick Bourne really stepped up. He's had really two big games this year. Um, I think it was the first game of the year where he put up uh, in PPR league twenty four fantasy points against a good Eagles defense. And then this last week when they were riddled with injury. He put up 19 fantasy points. So on 11 targets, both, both, both times. So when he's targeted, he produces. So he's a guy out there that if he's out there, he's definitely a flex play. Um, you know, who we don't, again, we don't know what that looks like when Juju comes back, when Demario Douglas come back, those guys come back. Right. Um, but you know, with those guys out right now, impending, we just don't know that, that he may just take over and just be that number one guy. I like that. And, for my last one, I will continue on that trend of tight end. And these rookie tight ends, Sam Laporta have, you know, has been going off. But we got this guy, Mayer, you know, out of uh Las Vegas. And I mean, the guy, I, I think at the time is now. I've been monitoring him, Michael Mayer, uh, this entire season. I mean, we look at a guy that's getting he just came off a game where he got six targets. I think he's emerged. I think it's time for I think it's time to grab him before anybody else can see it. Um, I think that, you know, with Jimmy G, he's been targeting him heavily. You know, I think outside of uh, Devontae Adams, I think Michael Mayer is probably the second on that team. Oh, I'm sorry, Jacoby. Jacoby probably number one. Devontae and then Michael Mayer. Uh, but I, I think Michael Mayer is relevant. And if you're in a keeper league, I think that that's value for a rookie tight end. Uh, I, I think that you should grab him if you need tight end or if you're looking for somebody – uh, to pick up on your team just for the future. I think Michael Mayer is somebody that you should keep your eye on. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think it'd be a great pickup. Yeah, I think we gave too much on the on the waiver wire line. We gave we gave a lot. This is the most we ever gave uh, at our expense. But hey, for the listeners, we'll do whatever for our supporters. So I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that that helps your fantasy team to prosper. Uh, so neither one of y'all going and grabbing Julio Jones. <laughs> and no, I'll leave man. for y'all, man. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> you're not I mean, blowing the bag. No, I ain't putting. A, I mean, I might put a buck on him or something, but uh, I ain't blowing the bag. I mean, only reason, only way I see Julio being valuable is one of those top guys go down 
And then he has to step in and be that, which, again, we've seen injuries. But this is your deeper league, your 12-team, 14-team league. You have to at least consider a guy like Julio in an offense that efficient. I know that's crazy to say, but injuries happen and then targets happen. And it's like, dang, he's giving you a solid 10, 12 points every week, you know? I got to be in a 16- to 18-team league before I'm considering Julio. (laughs) Yeah, I got to say, man, I think Julio's best days are past him. Uh, I respect him for coming back. I get it. But, nah, Julio, is his fantasy relevant days are, are kind of over. I mean, I think I feel like every receiver on their roster would have to get hurt for him to be fantasy relevant. But no disrespect to Julio. Yeah, no disrespect. So we got Thursday night football coming up. Uh, we excited about it. Or am I excited about it? Jacksonville Jaguars against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we promised the outlook on this game. Um, I, I guess I'll go last I, for obvious reasons. Uh, what are y'all looking to see? Fantasy relevance, uh, team relevance, whatever you want to add. I mean, what do you see in this matchup on Thursday night? Yeah, I hope Trevor Lawrence play. Um, right now, it's saying he's likely to play, you know, but that can change any minute, you know. But I hope he play because we want to see the, the stars play. Um, as a fan, right? But I know you as a Saints fan, you're probably hoping he doesn't play. But anyway, um, I, I, I think it's going to – I don't think it's going to be close. I think the Jaguars is going to blow the Saints out. Um, my prediction is um, the Saints just cannot keep up with the Jaguars' offense. Um, I, I got something along the lines of like 10 to 30, something like that, 10 to 34, something like that. All right, Lowe's. Your, <laughs> your, your vindictiveness towards the Saints are becoming apparent by the week. Like, come on, man. Oh man, I know he just he just wanted to get you going over there. Yeah, he just wanted to get me riled up. Man. He just wanted to get you riled up. You know, we're supposed to keep our we're supposed to keep our biases out of this for the listeners, right? Yeah, he uh but honestly, man, I honestly think it's gonna be a pretty good game. These Thursday night games, for some reason, they always just a little bit off. Like something is, is normally just a little bit off on them. And I think that honestly, these these players are playing too soon, and, and that's a whole nother podcast. Um, you know, obviously the league makes their money off those Thursday night games, but and just looking at it and dissecting it, you know, I do think that right now, uh, if Trevor Lawrence is good to go, you know, I do favor the Jacksonville Jaguars in this matchup. Uh, as I've stated, you know, Travis Etienne has been playing out of his mind this season. Uh, he has been kind of ridiculous in that running game. And then I do think that, you know, their weapons have been solid. Calvin really has been a little bit up and down. Uh, but we've seen Christian Kirk actually be solid this season. And um, I think that they have the weapons, you know, around Trevor that if he plays, uh, I don't know if the Saints can quite keep up from just a scoring output standpoint, just because we know the Saints struggles on that side of the ball. Uh, I do think, though, you know, the Saints defense gives them a chance. You know, uh, Alvin Kamara, if you can play a little bit of kind of keeping the ball away from uh, Jacksonville and and use Alvin Kamara to kind of control some clock. But ultimately, I do think that Jacksonville has a a slight edge here. I would say, you know, I envision it a one-possession game. Uh, anywhere three seven points or whatever uh, for this game, but I have Jacksonville coming out on top if Trevor Lawrence has to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I respect I respect your opinion, Ramon. I do think that it will be a good game. I don't disregard what Jacksonville did to your Colts this past week, uh, but 
I, I will you say know what? I, I feel like I kind of want to change now. My, <laughs> I feel like within that, that was definitely a as jab. you were trying to show like quote unquote no. respect, you kind of threw a stray uh, at the same time. So uh, that you know what? I take it back. I'm with Los. Los, what that prediction was again? 34 10? 34 10, man. Okay, I'm rocking with it. I'm rocking with it. Man, why am I getting jumped right now? Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I will say this, you know, our defense has been stout and, you know, I think our defense has been uh, a constant throughout the year. Uh, you know, we, we're in the, we're in, we're in the top, top 15 in, in defense categories just across the board. Um, I, you know, what I will say is that what I will respect what Ramon says, the questionability of our offense and, you know, you know, every week of the podcast, I've mentioned how we need to get rid of our offense coordinator. So, you know, I, I think without offense, if we're not able to keep this close now, I will say this with with Trevor Lawrence being injured or with him not playing, we, our defense will give us a shot to win. But will our offense give us at least two touchdowns to put this out of reach? Will our field goal kicker, who we let go, Will Lutz, you know, for this guy, and, you know, he hasn't been performing well this season. You know, can we do enough? So I, I'm, I'm with Ramon. I think that it will be a one-possession game. Um, of course, I'm going to lean towards my Saints that we do get it together. But, you know, I think that the advantage will be Thursday night football. And hopefully we can take advantage of that. And we know that deep, great defenses dominate on Thursday night football. So I mean I'm 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 thinking that our defense can win this game for us, uh, but we'll see. Uh, so of course I got the Saints. Uh, I think the Saints will win by at least three plus points um, uh, on this upcoming Thursday. So you know that's that's my opinion here. Uh, but yeah, I think fellas, I think we did it again. Um, we got some pretty good things coming up. We got our NBA preview. NBA season starts next week. We're excited about it. We're going to devote a whole podcast episode on that to get you right on that as far as predictions, uh, how the outlook of the NBA season, uh, just everything NBA will be our next episode. That will be an isolated episode, and then we'll come back and uh, we'll recap recap week eight uh, when we come back. So um, just look out for that NBA episode. But until next time, we're out of here. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And make sure that you leave a review if you're so inclined to do so and share with a friend. That's how our name gets out there. Until next time, we're out of here. Later.